Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymond, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Slain office security lay shattered and strewn, the party prudently planned to pick up some pieces before making their bolt back through the grounds once their business was concluded. It did not take too long for our burglars to best the breach point in the wall and discover what was secreted beyond. The lost loot seemingly located, the team started setting the situation straight and with the help of Orland, who seemed to be more knapsack than haversack, they stuffed the stash into his extra-dimensional space. With the goods and relics now relocated, just a mammoth pair of matching chests remained. As Alora frees the lid of the first, the party are left more than a little unhinged, as a swift searing of flame causes a companion's extreme consternation and indeed left three of them sporting some very surprised expressions. Unsurprisingly, the team now approached the second trunk with trepidation, and Allura tentatively tasks herself to focus, but finds that her fingers are stuck fast to the surface on which they rest. Episode 90, Stony-Faced Sorcerer. Okay, so, Allura, you crouch down to fiddle with the lock on this chest in the left hand corner of the room as you begin fiddling with the chest you go to move your left hand off the chest only to find that it is stuck uh uh guys guys uh oh my left does a 22 hit you um no not at all yeah yeah yeah, just a bit. Oh, haven't you still got mage armour effective? Yeah. And 22 still hits you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if it wouldn't it's only a plus four, no. It, it wouldn't hit more mage. And just for the streaming watchers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're more right, you could do it with your right hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Laura makes a rude gesticulation. <laughs> okay. As you begin to try and pull your hand away, to find out that your hand is stuck to the surface, you take six points of damage as two muscular metallic arms sprout from the side of the chest, grabbing hold of you and slamming you into the wall. Marvellous. Everyone can roll initiative. Even if they're not in the room? Even me if I don't know it's happened? Uh, no, so it would just be Esther, Colin, uh, Esther, Kewid, and Ogvar, okay. and Elora. Oh. That was nearly a 20. That's a 2, that's 8. That's a 10 all in. 10 all in. 19 for Kewid. 19 for Kewid. 19 for Ogvar. Okay, out of the two of you, who's got the higher dexterity? 2. Both got 2. Uh, I've got 15. Yeah, be the ranger. Huh? I've got 15 as dex. I've got 14. Okay. So. The top of the round. Esther. Mm-hmm. Oh. Still recovering from this gout of fire. Sees this chest in front of you. Sprout a pair of arms. And smack you into the wall, Elora. Nice. She goes... Oh no! Oh, dearie, dearie me! Uh, uh, 
Hello, are you alright? Uh, little help. Uh, what is this thing? Little help. Help. Ow. Oh, I believe it's I believe it's a mimic, dearie. And Ogvar, your turn. Uh, okay, so Ogvar will move back into the room. She was by the doer. Okay. Yep. Um, and position himself in such a way that he can get a shot at the mimic. Yep. Okay, and he will shoot at the mimic with an arrow. Okie dokie, it's about to hit. So, have we got any pluses or anything from all the blessing, the prayer, and everything's worn off, hasn't it? Yep. Uh, all of the pluses would have worn off, yep. Okay, yeah, so that's just. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, 27. Ugh. Nice. 20, 27 will definitely hit. Okay, and. So, roll your damage. That is going to be 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage, nice. Strong okay, yeah, so you. Yeah, so your arrow actually sinks in pretty deep. And although these arms which have sprouted from the chest look metallic, uh, they're clearly some form of more organic material because your arrow sinks in and stays sunk in. Uh, Elora is still being grappled by this creature, um, but it, you, you see the lid begin to creak open. Okay, Kieran, you're up. Is this an evil creature? Uh, you don't get any sense of evilness from it. Okay, lost. Um, Kieran's gonna think very carefully, try and figure out exactly what he's gonna do. Walk up and smack it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine! Imagine! Oh. You're gonna you know. it. He was thinking okay, of different so. things. Okay. Okay, so roll to hit. To be fair, I'm impressed you said you walked up to it. <laughs> that would be a 9 and 11, 20. Okay, 20 is definitely gonna hit, yeah. That's 9 damage. <laughs> Nine points of and, damage. Nice. Is, is this? Are we in a separate melee? Are we in a separate melee round now or not? Yes, this is the first round, so oh. you can use your extra d6. And the d6. Another four. Well remembered. So that was thirteen in all. Okay, nice. And make me a reflex save, please. Oh dear. Well, my reef minus is exactly the same as so my dex, so. Whatever I roll. Five. Kieran, you go over to the chest which is sprouted arms in front of your eyes and you bring your bastard sword down with a mighty swing. And you you see that where you, you hit this creature, obviously you're avoiding Laura, but you hit this creature and you see a big dent appear in, in the lid and a couple of these uh, gems pop off. Uh, but as you go to pull your blade back, you discover that your blade is stuck Fast. So I've got two more. I've got three more. <laughs> three more. <laughs> You've got the enormous okay. thing, haven't you? Okay. So, are you doing anything else, Kieran? Uh, I have got a second. Oh no, I've moved, so I haven't got a second attack, have I? No. Yeah. Okay. No, you haven't. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to stand there. Uh, just slightly move to the right-hand side there so everyone's got line of sight but i've not gone out so you stood kind of next to laura but slightly more to the side okay mm-hmm. okay so next up in laura uh, as you've stood there these two giant arms have grabbed you and they are holding you tight with a crushing force what are you doing um that is a very good question um well i'm i'm up close with it um I'm going to do the only thing I can think of doing at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Um, right. I'm going to. I'm going to. No, I'm not going to grab it. No. I've got one hand still stuck to it, haven't I? Your hand is stuck fast. Yeah. Right. Can I deliver a shocking grasp through that hand that is stuck to it? 
Uh, you are currently grappled. Right. Uh, I, I can't see a reason why you can't. Uh, what do you, what what do you need to do to cast shocking grasp? Um, verbal and somatic. Okay. And I have one hand free. Uh, yes, you do. Okay. Yep, I will allow that. So you can cast shocking grasp. Okay. So I'm gonna. Uh, as you are already touching it, as you're already touching it, it won't. You won't need to roll because you're already touching it. So. Well, the spell's still got to go off though, hasn't it? It's still got to be cast correctly. I mean, you're physically stuck to it, aren't you? So? Well, I am physically stuck to it, but you yeah, could say that if I was so. touching something, then if I went up and touched somebody, then it wouldn't automatically yeah, go but, off, would it? But the but your go your say whether you will touch it or not. That's what you're rolling for. The roll you make, yeah. The roll you make is to see right. if you can touch the creature. Okay. You're already stuck to it. You okay. definitely you can definitely touch it. Okay, fine. In that case, it will go off. So it will be. Uh, okay, it's 5d6. Oh, I thought she was going to say something like 48d6. 5d6, just checking. Yeah, 5d6. There's no saves on it or anything, is there? Uh, I would just check that. Um, saving throw, none. Any more? Yep. Okay. Just one more d6. That's the type of saving throw we like. I've got two more here. Right. Okay, that's 15... 18. That's 19 points of damage. Wow, okay. Uh, so she's a bit panicked. She's going to deliver this bolt straight through, this jolt. And yeah, she's she's a bit panicked and, and, and she's just going to send this jolt straight into it. Just okay. gut, gut reaction, self-preservation. Yeah, you all see as uh, this kind of this faint electrical arcing exudes from Laura's hand. And it dances around the gems on top of this uh, this chest-shaped creature. Uh, and it bounces from gem to gem, almost refracting internally and bouncing to the next one. And you'll hear a noise like a like a shrieking wooden door, like a kind of like a, a sound of a very creaky door screaming open. Uh, okay, so next up, the creature. As you deliver this blow, this shocking grasp, Laura. You feel your hand become unstuck as the creature dissolves its adhesive. Oh. Okay. <coughs> uh, oh, I'm free. I, I, I've got my hand back. I'm just going to shake it and, and move my fingers just to make sure my hand's okay. Just briefly examine it in front of my face. You are still fully grabbed by this creature. And it is going to... 14 to hit? Uh, no, it misses. Okay, so it goes to to grab you. It, it's still got hold of you, and it you almost sense that it's it's still kind of. Laura, uh, you can feel its arms kind of trembling and jerking, obviously from this residual electrical uh, electrical energy. Uh, and it it lifts you slightly off the floor before dropping you down, and you take no damage. It doesn't manage to slam you. And it goes again, attempts to move you. And as it does, it lifts you off the floor and then its grip falters as this residual electricity kind of tremors through its, through its body. Uh, and its grip slackens and you're able to slip free and take a five-foot step backwards. Right, so Laura will stagger backwards, still shaking her hands and just generally having a small panic. Yep, as it rolled a natural one. Okay, oh, so top right. of the round, <laughs> Esther. Esther still stood at the back. Oh, oh, are you all right, dearie? Are you free? Oh, it's, it's a bit gluey. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I'm fine. It just, just, just wasn't really expecting that. I've, I've had an eyebrow burnt off, and my, my hand was stuck, and i have just, it's not. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. Oh dear, you've had an eyebrow burnt off. Yeah. Okay, next up is Ogfar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the chest doing at the moment? Has it still got hold of Alora? It's. No, so it's let go of Alora. Um, Alora's taken it, stumbled back five foot. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, sword is still stuck to it in its lid. Okay. Uh, but currently it is, it is just stood there. Or sat, sat there. What do chests do? They. 
know. They, they be. Just, it's, dance, it's just there. don't they? Yeah. Mm, they exist. Depends if it's got little legs or not. <sighs> Haven't discovered that yet. I'm tempted to give it clawed feet now. Little clawed feet on each corner. <laughs> Runs after you. So Ogvar will move towards the door um, and sort of shout into um, Cado and say, uh, Cado, we seem to have a, a small problem with a animated chest. Do you need me? Uh, possibly. Okay, okay. Um, I'll leave uh, the door then. Can Ogvar make an attack? or? Yep, you can make an attack. Well, he'll, he'll draw his bow and sort of look around to sort of someone to confirm whether they want... Uh, yeah, be my guest. Okay, yeah, I'll, uh, Ogvar will attack. Be my guest. Okay, so roll to hit. And that'll be 22 to hit. Ooh, nice. That will definitely hit, yep, roll your damage. And that'll be 12 points of damage. Ooh. 12 points of damage, nice. Okay, yeah, see, so your, your arrow sinks in again into his arm and it's... it's embedded pretty deeply into its arm um, and you hear it kind of this kind of creaking sound as its arms flail and judder uh, okay you doing anything else Ogvar? Um, no not really just oh, I, I don't like these animated objects very unnatural I seem to remember Kewin saying that Kewin your turn your sword is still is no longer stuck to the lid of the mimic as it dissolved its adhesive. Right, uh, Kewin puts his hand on his chin and wonders what to do next. Uh, now, Kewin resorts to uh, usual and violence. Kewin biffs it and smacks it again. <laughs> okay, roll to hit. That's twenty-seven. That's definitely hitting. Oh yeah, that's hitting. And go on, big fella. Oh, well done. That's twelve. Twelve to hit, did you say? No, no, it hits for twelve. No, twelve damage. Twelve damage. Oh, and okay, so twelve points damage. Yeah. And then he hits, and then he attacks for his second attack. Yep. Roll to hit. That's nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely going to hit. Is that in your critical threat range? Or- no, no, oh, that's was that, was that 13 roll? plus no. 6. Okay then. Right, so roll your damage for that one. <laughs> that's another 12. <laughs> wow. And Kieran's going to go, well, well, I don't like these inanimate objects, I'm just going to keep whacking it. Okay, this chest, as you deal these two absolutely smashing blows, Kieran, um... I mean, they are, these are big overhead cleaving blows and you hear the sound of kind of splintering and cracking of a wooden frame, uh, kind of twisting metal sounds and you also hear the kind of pop, 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 pop and clatter as these gems which are encrusted over the top of this chest pop off and roll across the floor. Uh, and it's looking, that the lid is very dented, battered, it's starting to buckle and fracture. Uh, so next up we have Alora. Is Alora certain that the adhesiveness of this chest is now gone? Your hand is not stuck to it. <sighs> um, okay. She is, well, she's right up in its lid. Um, <laughs> she's going to go with another shocking grasp because she stood there and if she moves away it'll provoke anyway so she's just going to go for another she's she's kind of there she's just going to literally touch it and try and give it another shocking grasp if she can okay so roll to hit okay 13 to hit which is rubbish yeah 13 is not gonna hit Mm. you you go to grab it you go to touch it and it's, it's, it swings its arms in these kind of big wide arcs that just force you backwards back to your original, your, your starting place. Okay. Uh, are you doing anything else on your turn? Um, I think I'm missing that. I think she might retreat, actually. I think she would retreat. I think she's going to risk it for a biscuit and she's going to retreat. Okay, um, so you're going... How far are you moving? Okay, I'm going to retreat by ten foot. Okay. So, as you retreat, you provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah. And 
it is going to attempt. Well, it's going to try and slam you. Oh, okay. With a 25, I think that hits. I think it does. Okay. And it does, wow, full eight on the roll, 12 points of damage to you. Oh, As it just grabs you with, it gives this kind of sweeping blow with its left arm, grabbing you with one clawed and twisted, jeweled encrusted hand and slams you unceremoniously face first into the wall to your left. Lovely. Okay. Okay. Right, so I've been thrown to my left. Okay, the creature is now going to... Having slammed you into the wall with a stray hand, it's going to coat itself once again in this adhesive substance. Glad I moved. Sticking. <laughs> You're still grabbed by it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, I thought it hit me and knocked me as opposed to grabbed me, but okay. No, it has grabbed you and slammed you into the wall. Oh, bugger. Uh, it coats itself in this uh, this sticky adhesive fluid once more, and you find yourself stuck to its palm. Oh, it's got me again! It's got me! So I'll just think, shocking grasp next time. <laughs> A freebie. With you now stuck to its hand, With a twenty-three, which hits. Yeah. Yes. And a oh nineteen plus nine, twenty-eight, which oh. also hits. It slams you twice into the wall again, bringing its arm back and slamming you and slamming you over. It's oh. gonna smart. Giving you seven oh. and eight points of damage. Damage. That's another 15 points of damage in total. Um, I'm taking a nap, guys. Alora is, is, is her eyes roll back in her head and she's just like, oh, and that's it. That's the last thing you hear from her. Oh dear, that's not good. Uh, Spencer, you're going to come into the round at the bottom here because I'm assuming you would have come and you would have moved up to the room. Uh, but all of you in the room, so Kuin, Ogfar, Esther and Kado peeking around the doorframe, you all witness as Elora attempts to dart backwards, only to be caught by this big, attenuated limb made of what looks to be metal, but is clearly some other form of substance. These big, clawed fingertips encrusted with jewels grabs her, slamming her into the wall. Bringing its arm back, Elora is stuck to it, her toes dragging across the, the tiled floor as it slams her again into the wall bring its arm back and then once more slamming her again and you see um, Elora's nose breaks with a gush of blood blood pouring down and she goes limp in its grasp still stuck in its palm uh, but you see her head drop forward her arms drop down and she's completely and utterly limp in its grasp Caddo you're up next Jesus what's going on in here people what's happened to Elora Elora's taking a bit of damage a little nap uh. Shit, what's done that? Ah, big hand. Okay. Um, at, at this stage, I'm, I'm just going to, uh, because it wasn't a hand, uh, I'm going to uh, prepare my crossbow. Okay, so you're just going to pull out your crossbow and prep it, and you're not doing anything else this round? Uh, no, unless, is that, is that actually where Elora is, right next to me? I mean, can I literally reach out uh, and touch her? She's probably a little further forward. She's probably about five foot in front of you, in all honesty. But she's still attached to the creature? Yes. The creature has is, is swept its arm out to the left, uh, probably closer to Kieran more than anything else. And you can see that Laura is actually dangling in its grasp, stuck to its hand, feet, and leg, uh, legs and arms, limp and head lolling. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I, shall, I shall stay where I am and prepare my crossbow ready, because I hadn't thought to prepare it before. So I shall prepare my crossbow ready for my next turn. Okay. So, Esther is top of the round. Esther will dart forwards, going, oh, oh, Elora, 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 and attempt to drag Elora out of this thing's grasp. Uh, so she, they're going to roll opposed grapple checks. And the Mimic has most definitely won that rolling a 19. So Esther grabs hold of probably an arm and a leg, one of Elora's arms and legs, and she's kind of got them stretched out like a starfish. And she's, you see her, she's <laughs> leaning back at a 45 degree angle, Hugging with all of her might, um, 
but she's just not making any headway at all. Uh, Ogvar, you're up next. Um, okay, Ogvar will move to about there-ish. Um, we'll move sort of round Elora and Esther and try and shoot again uh, at the Mimic. Trying yeah, to, okay, roll to hit. Trying to put him out of his uh, misery okay. so he can get Elora out. Nat 20. Hey. Oh. oh, wow. Okay, roll uh, to confirm the crit. Okay. Uh, do I add my, mod- my modifier to that? Yeah. Yeah, 23. Uh, yes. Yeah, that de- that confirms critical. Oh. So uh, you get full round, full points of damage on the first, and then roll me another set of damage. Okay, because uh, how do you want to work this? Because I'm currently rolling rolling a one d8 and one d6. Do I get maximum on the d8 or the d6 as well? Get them both, both. Because uh, I'm using my skirmish feet. No, you get you. It's the damage die you get uh, yeah. for maximum, and then add your skirmish to it. I think. Yeah. So the skirmisher is an additional, on, so you'd have full damage yeah. on your normal. Roll your normal one again, and then add your skirmisher damage on top of it. And then add your modifiers. So you want you want so roll those two dice and add eight to it, basically. Plus uh, push your my modifiers. modifiers. Okay, so that's going to be eight plus five. Plus mods. No, no, because I've got three there, so plus my two for my modifier. All right. Okay. Eight you plus five is thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen points yeah. of damage. And then are you, and then are you adding your skirmisher damage on top of it. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that. it. that's it. That's it. I rolled a one and a two, very poorly. <laughs> oh. Okay. So how many points that? So thirteen in total. Thirteen in total. Yes. Okay. So as you step around, uh, Elora and Esther to put another arrow into this creature its lid which has been making this kind of creaking sound you see this it open and it slowly opens revealing on the inside what looks like a very uh, a flesh coloured lining and a single orange eye describe it oh so the the it opens as I fire the arrow or after I fire the arrow? As you're about to, as you pull back on your bow and you're about to fire the arrow, you see this single orange eye staring out at you from this crack in the lid. Okay. Uh, so I'll sort of gets his shot lined up and uh, said, uh, I, I think it's best you, uh, let, you let go of my friend now and releases the arrow uh, towards the inside of the case. Chest. Yeah. Your arrow strikes true and plants itself deep into the back, into the insides of this creature. The lid closes down with a final thump. Its arms drop. Elora's still stuck to its hand. And it doesn't move anymore. So Ogvar will move forward and just poke it with the end of his bow. <laughs> just make sure it's dead. Yeah, it you know a couple of these gems pop off and, and roll across the floor but there's no movement your bow isn't stuck to it you don't get anything there's no response okay so I'll, I'll turn to um, uh, turn to the rest of the guys I think uh, I think our friend's in need of some some healing yeah so, so uh, uh, I, I shall step forward uh, Kewin for sort of expediency can you chop the arm off this thing so I can help a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kewin goes uh Yes, no problem. So, Kieran swings his uh, arm, his, his sword, at the arm um, to try and disengage it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're able, with a couple of swings, you can cut the arm off, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he's just going to lean down and using lay on hands, use one point of healing power to stabilise Alora. Yep. Okay, she is no longer dying. I shall settle very briefly into a heal, into a into a praying pose, so that uh, I, I can uh, incite from Avacyn uh, my deity, my sacred boost. Yeah. Um, and then using my healing belt, uh, I shall cure. Uh, I shall use uh, today's three charges of my healing belt, and I shall uh, cure four d eight plus seven. What's four d eight plus seven? 39. 39 points of damage to Alora. definitely overheal. That will put me back up to full. There we go. Well, that'll do the job then, doesn't it? 
Okay, yeah, so this golden light, this silvery silvery light suffuses your body, uh, Cado, as you almost push it into Laura, and you see her glow faintly for a second. Uh, you hear a bit of a sickening crack as her nose straightens uh, back into place. Um, still looks as, as potato-like as it did before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very complimentary. Um... No, it, it, it returns to its former shape, or close enough that you can tell, uh, Caddo. Um, and, yep, yeah, she... You, Laura, you open your eyes, and you've got a monster headache. Uh, but other than that, you feel perfectly fine. Good as new. Uh, you've got, obviously, dried blood crusted over your nose and mouth. And, uh, you're, and your eyebrow has grown back. <laughs> <laughs> You will watch as, as alongside the sickening crack on Alora's face, you see this kind of almost like this kind of bristling motion as her eyebrow sprouts back into place. Um, Welcome back to us. Uh, <laughs> Is one plucked and the other one really bushy? The one that's grown back. Full on Dennis Healy. <laughs> uh, uh, Laura's gonna sit up uh, and she's she's reeling a bit. She's gonna put a hand on her head. Go, oh, I've got the mother of all headaches. Guys, what the hell just happened there? What was that? You all, you all can see that as Alora sits up, the hand which is attached to her back remains attached and stuck out at a very odd angle, as it is still stuck to her. You had an interview with the wall and it didn't go well. Oh, oh man, I just... Uh, Guys, did you help me there? Thank you so much for that. Jeez. That's... No, that's... Do these gems that popped around on the floor, do they look real? Make me a... Um... What checks should we have you make? Make me a wisdom check. Oh, we like those. That's a strong score for me. <laughs> Are uh, you all kind of looking at these gems, or eight, is it just yeah. you, Caddo? 18 all in for me. Well, we do looks. I think I'm still rubbing okay. my head, frankly, just trying to get my bearings again. Yeah, Esther's probably fussing over you, Elora, giving you a bit of a pat and a, a bit of a fuss over, and she's got her hanky out, and she's licking it, and then trying to wipe the blood off your face. And you know, she's grabbing your chin and, and turning your head, and, and as much as you try to squirm away, she's got a grip like a mimic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll just let her. I'm not going to argue with Esther. So. Looking at these gems on the floor, Caddo, you, you, you've got a pretty good guess. It's, it's a pretty good guess that they are mostly real. Excellent. Uh, guys. You pick up a few which look clearly um, kind of just like cut glass, but quite a few of them, they look real. Uh, guys, I think these gems might be real. They might be worth picking up and putting into all and adding to the loot. Um, while we're here, I, I wouldn't suggest uh, prizing them off the chest, but certainly picking the loose ones up is probably worth it. Laura just, she's she's vaguely listening to this. She's going to look left and right from her seated position because she's still sat down at the moment. Um, is there anything around her? Are there any that she can just pick up around her? In reaching yeah, there's a couple on the floor. Right, should, should yeah, I imagine you're, you're probably sat a bit like a teddy bear. Sound like a sat teddy bear, and you, you know, you, there's a couple around you. You can pick them up, and yeah. Yeah. She just pick those up temporarily, stuff them in a pocket for now, and while yeah. everybody else just does what they're doing. Hey, Rogvar, give her another hand. Rogvar <laughs> <laughs> <Ogvar> claps. <laughs> oh, what, what's, what's the matter, guys? What's the problem? Oh, it's all right. We'll explain later. It's an in joke. While while you're out, uh, while you're out there, the, there was just some amusement about hands. We'll explain later. Oh. Well, how many gems do we find in total? You managed to pick up ten gems. Right, you can write them down. It's ten uh, emeralds. Are they going into Orland? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. We'll give okay, you hand them all and put them in Orland. Okay. on. Right. Get the Orland sheet so, out. So can I assume yeah. you found everything of worth in here, people? Is it time we finally no. left this godforsaken place? No. Uh, we've still got to find the rest of the stuff yet. Have we not got it all? No. It was what only have you half been the stuff. Here? That's why we were going to open the second chest. Kim was going to go. Oh, oh, I'll just go over and lift it up. What? Be careful, fella. Yeah, it's, it, okay. might, it might be a bit sticky. It's all right. So well. yeah, you go over, you go over and lift it up, and it, well, as you go over and lift it up, you will hear a kind of a thunk as the hand falls off of Elora's back onto the floor <laughs> behind her. So as you go over to the chest, Kieran, you lift up the lid. 
and it's quite heavy uh, it's quite a heavy lid it's quite a heavy looking chest obviously made of some very dense materials and as you open it up you see inside Ogvar's arrow pierced deep into the eye of this creature and the inside the inside lining of the roof and the inside lining of the actual chest itself uh, it's made of this kind of flesh-coloured, uh, what you th initially think is a flesh-coloured uh, silk. But as you reach in and touch it, you realise it is actually some form of uh, flesh. Uh, it's like the inside of your, che your, of your cheek. Moist. <laughs> it's, it's slightly damp, yeah. Um, and as you look in the chest, you can see uh, there are there is a pile of platinum pieces. Ooh, nice. And when you look at it, there's probably about um, 40 platinum okay. in total. Uh, there are some little little purses of coins, and in these purses, uh, obviously you won't spend time counting it there and then, but there are four purses, and each purse contains 18 gold coins. Uh, there are also some of the missing items from the list from the church. Generally, kind of small things. There's like amulets. Uh, there are there are belts. There's a collar in there. All of these kind of bits, which you know were clearly on the list that were missing from the church. And there is a small decorative. What initially appears to be a box, but as you look at it, it appears to be made in the fashion of a fake book. Obviously, Kewin would relay this and take all the bits from the um, from the church and etc. And then he will he will pick up the uh, the box and go. Oh look! It it looks it looks like a book. But it's not. It's a box. Ha <laughs> ha! That's weird. I wonder if I can open it. And he's going to try and open it. Okay, so are you trying to open it in the sense of like you're, you're going to put all of your strength in and hold it up in the air and pull it open? Yeah. Yeah, okay. As you as you do this, it easily pops open and then spills out a sheaf of papers everywhere. So there are multiple pages spilling out and drifting across the floor. Do any drift in Allura's direction? Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Oh, she's just going to grab a couple of them and just briefly look at them. As she's kind of getting to her feet. Okay. As you pick one up and you, you pick a couple up and you turn them over and look at them, you skim over them quite quickly. But even just a quick skim, you can tell that they appear to be at least one half of a correspondence between Axum and an unknown person. All of the letters are signed with the symbol of Skurzdag. Oh. Dun dun dun! Guys! Guys, have you seen these? Well, I don't think we've got time to read them all now, Alora. No. Let's just gather them all up and take them back no. to the bish. This, this is not good. Just grab grab the papers. Yeah, grab these. As, as many as we can, we'll take them back to yeah. the bish. Okay, well, let's grab them up and put them back in the book then. Ha yeah. And yeah. they grab yeah, the book and the pull them back in. She's going to hand the two sheets that yeah. she's picked up back to, all the few sheets she's grabbed, she's going to hand them yeah. back to Kieran. Uh, Ogvar will reach around and get um, Orland out and say, Oh, Orland, I think we've, uh, we have your need of your assistance again. And we'll open the bag and sort of just yeah. whatever needs to go in, if Orland's willing, it so, can all go in. Yeah, so far, the only thing yeah. that I wouldn't put in was the foxhole and this book. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. You. It's just, just out, left it open, put what you want in. Yeah, so the foxhole, somebody needs to physically carry the foxhole. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yes. put it in my pack. No. Yeah. yeah, fine. Orland opens with a bleh. A bleh in. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you start shoveling stuff in. Okay. You finish putting stuff in. He, he closes back up. He goes, Oi! Yes. If he can have gems, why can't I have gems? I think I'd look good with some glitzy diamante. Kieran's going to go, Oh, okay. And so the glass gems he's going to pick up and he's going to put those in his pocket and he's going to. We're going to. See if we can attach them to. If you rub it on the mimic. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. Yeah, I'm going to rub. I was thinking that. <laughs> can we rub some on the mimic and starts placing the the uh, the glass gems uh, on top onto uh, Orland's armour. Uh, 
Okay, wait, wait. okay. these gems are all about uh, the size uh, about half a palm size. They are big gems. And as you rub it on the mimic, there's no stickiness involved. Okay. Uh, Kieran, I, I, th- I don't mean to burst your bubble, fella, but I don't think this is really time for arts and crafts. Hour. No, I, we, I, I think it's probably time we left, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we people? need to get out of here. And Alora's going to kind of, as she's getting up at this point, she's grabbed the papers and what, as she's getting up, she's, she's aware of something by a cloak and she's pulling it and she looks down and she picks, she picks what is the hand up and she looks at it, trying to work out what it is. Does it, how does it feel? Does it feel clammy? What does it feel like? That could be Andy. It feels, it feels like metal. It's gone kind of stiff and hardened now and it's kind of hardened in this claw shape. And it's probably like two foot long. Two foot long. She's gonna just yeah. fling it in a corner. It's a really big back scratcher. Yeah, she's 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 gonna fling it in a corner and go, Ugh God. Oh. Yeah, you fling it and it's 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 this very metallic sounding thumping clang as you cross as you fling it into the room. Guys, can we keep the noise down? Yeah, We're trying to be we? secretive. Yeah, I know. Well, he's already gone out of a window. That was pretty noisy, I'd imagine. Uh, well, yeah, uh, let, let's not push our luck. Are we are you talking of the window? Are we going back out the window or are we going to go back through the library? I think we should try and go back the way we came. Back through the library. Yeah, I, yeah, I reckon so. out the window's risky because you've well, already yes. met one guard, didn't you? Well, yes, but I told him to uh, go back to his post and he seemed to believe me. Right, but, um, let's go. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's go, but let's just close the door on the way. Let's move the chess piece and we'll go. Have we got all the pieces from the... We've emptied the room. Well, is there we? anything else in the room? I don't see anything else in the room. Yeah. Is there anything else in the room? Can we have a quick scan? Yeah, no. The room is completely bare. You have got everything off the list. Right. Okay. And everything that was missing off of Ruth's list, you have seen it go into Orland. Okay. And when you say Orland, is this something that's going to be in there a long time? Do I have to write all this down into his inventory sheet, or are we just going to say it's okay? We can take the No, I've got a list. I've got a list, list here. You can just say okay. you know, li- full list of stuff. No worries. Alora's going to turn tail. She's going to go straight back out the door, um, and she's <laughs> while she's waiting for the others to catch up, she's going to go straight over to his desk in the private room that adjoins the vault room. Uh, yep. She's going to have a quick scrabble round while everybody's organising themselves. She's going to have a quick scrabble round on the desk. Is there anything else of any importance or anything worthy of note that she would on a brief scan be able to lay her eyes on that might be useful? Make me a search check. Uh, that's a five all in. No, you find a half-eaten biscuit. Oh, okay, mm. she's not going to take that. Oh. Um, the other thing the other thing she wants to do is as we're going out of the as the others are going out of the door or as we're sort of com- reconvening in the room this how big's this carpet this this mat this lovely mat that was over by the circular one that was by the uh, the suit of armor it's probably about 10 foot in in 5 10 10 foot in radius it's pretty big oh she really likes the rug it going all in Roll it up. But she's going to roll the rug up. She's going to give it a go. She's rolling the rug up. She's, she'll roll it as tight okay, as she can. So Is it a thin one? It's it's a relatively thin rug. It feels yeah. like it's made of some form of uh, stiffened, uh, like a uh, silk with something backed onto it. Um, as you roll the rug up, you obviously roll it as tight as you can. You can get it fairly tight. You are pushing pieces of armour, discarded armour, off of it around the place. Um, and as you roll the rug up, you reveal, carved into the floor, the symbol of Skursdag. Oh. So, right, she's on her knees, she's rolling this rug up as quickly as she can, and as tightly as she can. She rolls it back, she reveals this, and she's like, Oh, Everson above, look what I've just found. And she's going to call the others over. Look at this. The symbol of Skursdag. It's actually carved into the floor. Oh, man. So, um, after we left the room, I've, I've gone over to the chess set and I've, I've pushed the rook back to where it started. Do I hear the door lock? Yep. Yeah, you hear this click, clicking sound as the door relocks. 
Brilliant. I, I shall I shall remove both of the white rooks. Okay, you remove both the white rook, white rooks. Nice. And put them in your pocket. Nice. Okay, you pocket them. Mm. Okay, everyone, make me a listen check. Oh. <laughs> Take it up. <laughs> That's a fifteen all in from Alora. Ten for Ogvar. Needs to clear his ear rolls out. A nat twenty for Caddo. Lovely. Beautiful. Three for queuing. <laughs> Three for queuing. Excellent. Okay. Caddo. Or actually, anyone. Did you lock the door well, from I, the inside? The, the one that goes out to the library? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So while I was stood by it, I locked it and then was listening at it. Yeah, because you locked it to let me back in. Yeah. 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 Caddo, you hear footsteps coming from outside of the door. As if someone was walking along the mezzanine balcony. And it isn't long before Valora, you hear someone beginning to turn the knob. Oh, uh, Guys, out the window. Let's get out the window. Who's got the ladder? There's somebody coming. Who's got, who's got the, who's the, got the, the ladder? non-stop ladder? It's in Orland, I'll get it. Right, this time you can go out the window quietly. Ogvar nods. Uh, Alora's going to have to drop the rug. She ain't going to get that down the ladder. She realises that that game is up. So... Ogvar will go to the window and poke his head out and see if there's anything going on underneath quickly. Just a cursory glance. You can't see anything going on underneath. Okay. And then, so Ogvar will get the little ladder out of Orland and sort of hold it to the top two rungs and point it down to the floor. And then, however far Ogvar thinks it is, he will say that long. Okay. Yeah. So the ladder extends down and it, it's... It's just off. It's just off the floor, and you can just kind of drop it, and you, you can get down the ladder. Okay. Well, Beezogvar's already half out the window. He'll. Well, that's one. That's one person out. We're not all going to get out in time. Okay. Go, go, go. So as you begin to kind of pile out the window down the ladder, um, you hear this rattling noise and noises of someone beginning to shout from behind the door. As they start, you can tell they're starting to kind of barge into the door and they start shouting incredibly loudly. It's muffled through the wood, but you can still hear them shouting, Guards! Guards! Oh, God. As you begin to make your way out of the window, you are all able to get out and down the ladder, landing on the ground floor. Okay, and once everyone's... Well, is everybody out and Ogvar can reduce the ladder to its usual size? Yep. Okay, and you just pop that back in all in quickly. Yeah, so you stow away the ladder. Would Alora, would, would she have had time to bundle the rug and throw it out the window? I mean, you'd already mostly rolled it up. Right, okay, right. She would have just flung it out the window and then gone down the ladder herself. Get it in Orland. Well, she's just running at the moment. Okay, so you you get down the bottom, Laura, and your, your new rug is half unrolled on the floor. She's going <laughs> to... She's going to... Ma- Make an attempt to try and bundle it back up again as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, you can roll it back up. You now have a 20-foot-long roll of fabric. Will it fold in half to make it <laughs> shorter? Well, no, you've what, just what, only it. 10 foot now? <laughs> Laura, stop faffing. Let's get out of here. Come on. I want this rug. Stop faffing. Come on. Oh, she, okay, she's just going to leave the rug. So we're going to go. We're going to go round to uh, a liar and uh, I've forgotten who we left with a liar. Uh, uh, Roman. 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 Yeah. So round the corner to Roman yep. and a liar. Yeah. Are you are you hot footing it? Well, well, we're going to walk with purpose. <laughs> Walking with purpose. Yeah. Like okay. like like guards who know where they're going. If I can lead the way. Yeah. You walk round the corner and you see uh, Roman and Elias stood there and they look kind of. Uh, I mean, Elias looks just really quite concerned at the amount of noise you've made, and Roman's just uh, kind of stood there with his torch and he looks very very stiff he's doing his best impression of a guard and it's just not great at all so i take it you're probably gonna make your way downstairs yeah you two we're out you two we're we're out of here let's get a let's get back to the way we came in yeah yeah we're making we're we're making making off we're gonna check on the people in the in the trees or we're just gonna go straight to the fountain i I think we just need to go to the fountain we're gonna leave one old one here in the trees yeah yeah, i know i'm happy with that just leave her let's go let's go 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 are we all doing that thing where so you walk quite slowly and then as you get further away you get quicker and quicker yeah. and then you're running? Yeah, that's, that's definitely the one. Yeah. <laughs> all the legs are going like yeah. a Scooby-Doo yeah. film. 
yeah, your purposeful stroll quickly turns into a mad scrabble um, as you get back. <laughs> you get back and you kind of you just crash through the undergrowth around the edge of this fountain. And um, whoever's at the front, who's at the front? Who's leading? <sighs> Alora, she, she's off. Yeah, Billy Big steps Alora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe reflex save. I, I, take it, I, take, I take it that um, Roman and Alia would have uh, sort of also tagged along and we'd have sort of said to them, come on, let's go. I did tell them to come along. Time to leave. Yeah, yeah, so. he did, he did. Uh, right, so what, sorry, what check did you want me to make? Reflex. Reflex save. Oh, reflex We're all stoofing into the back of you in the little grates. <laughs> okay, that will be a 26 all in. Oh, nice. That's all right. Yeah. You are able to catch yourself before you go bowling over the edge of the fountain. Ah, yes. Right. Uh, Elora? Yeah, because it's dark, isn't it? It might be might be handy if we use the, uh, you know, a rope, rather than trying to jump off the edge. How, how far down was the jump down into Eight. the fountain? I don't know, but let's, use the, let's use the magic ladder again. That magic ladder's good. Let's use the magic ladder Can't again. Did, again, did you pick it up? Yeah, Ogvar yeah. picked yeah. up the magic cool. ladder. Okay, so Ogvar will poke it down, point it down to the bottom of the fountain again and go uh, nine foot. I think I think it's a one-time, one-day usage. Okay. In that case, uh, Ogvar will stone rope, stone rope it down there, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're going to do the same thing. You're going to wiggle it to leave a nice kink in the rope before using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you, you, you secure your rope, you give it a wiggle... You give it the command word, it turns to stone, and you're able to climb down. Yes, once well, per day. Well, Ogvar stands at the top for everyone to get down, and then he unsecures it, and then just... Is, is it only eight foot from the top of the fountain to the bottom? Do we say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ogvar will chance the jump to keep his rope. Okay, so you will see Ogvar jump down. Is anyone going to be a gentleman and try and catch him? Yes. Geronimo! Okay. <laughs> Incoming! <laughs> Bundle! You can... <laughs> You can make me a reflex. Uh, Cannonball! Kieran, see if you, to see if you catch him. That was 17. Yeah, Kieran catches Ogvar like a newlywed bride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. You're not that heavy, really, are you, Kieran? Oh, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you very much, my mate, dear. And, uh, if, I'm, if I'm being carried like a bride, I'll just, just give him like a bit, of a bit of a pat on the cheek and then jump down. <laughs> Okay, so you're all now in the bottom of the fountain. I'm assuming you're going to head straight for the grate and head straight back to the church. Oh, you yeah, we'll it. close the grate behind us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not long before, you know, you've made your way back up to the church. It's probably 35 minutes tops and you're back at the church. Right, so we're going to bumble in through the, the front door of the church. Uh, we'll make our way through and upstairs. Uh, try and find yep. anybody that's around. Yeah, so you get you get upstairs into the war room and all of them, with exception of the younger Cathars, are in the room waiting for you, including Sato. And he's there puffing away with his uh, his smoke, creating little little animals once more which are dancing around in the ceiling. But Ruth is there, there's a large pot of stew on the table, um, and you, as you look around the room you see Gerhardt, he's He's awake for once. Uh, he's awake and looking at you quite expectantly. And you see these two teams of Cathars that you've sent out to make a distraction. Uh, they're all dressed in uh, a vague, uh, like a varied assortment of plain uh, assortment of plain clothes. Clearly, they've tried to disguise themselves slightly, make themselves a bit less uh, noticeable. They're not wearing the robes. And as you look around, you see someone who you haven't really. Well, you look at this one guy and you're like, who? Who is that? Oh, until you realise it's Colbean and he is head to toe black with soot. <laughs> I, I shall wander over and shake him firmly by the hand. Uh, uh, Colbean. Uh, yeah, your hand is black. Yeah. And he's like, boom, boss, boom. Yeah, yeah quite, boom. quite excellent. As little booms go, Colbean, it's one of the best little booms I've seen. Yeah, and he's got the proper streaking where he's got like the little star patterns around his face where clearly it's, it's you know, boom in his face. Uh, and as you look at him, you can see that he is also missing both of his eyebrows. <laughs> uh, well, uh, at least at least your sooty face is better than my bloody clothes. Oh, I'm going to need to get these off. Mind you, it's only the, 
guard tunic. I can burn that, I guess. Well, let's all let's all grab a bowl of stew, and we can explain to Ruth and, and uh, 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 what's what, what's happened. And uh, and we probably need to start emptying out the stuff, don't we? Out of all this, out yeah. of and we need to look at we need to look at that paperwork. Yeah, absolutely. Colbin looks. Colbin looks. You gather, and he goes, "Hi, geezers. What happened to your eyebrows?" Well, my, I've, mine's a bit bushy on the one side because I had to have a bit of healing, and it grew back a bit more. So I need to trim that one, but. It was missing, but it's back now, thank God, she says, feeling it. And also picking off, as she runs her hand over her face, she's aware of more blood and she's picking off the bits of blood on her face as well. Nobody's told Esther yet, have they? No. <laughs> Nobody's luck. told Esther. No. Colbin looks at you and goes, oh, oh, he goes, all right, guys, I've got really good eyebrows. Look, and he licks his fingers and then draws <laughs> in the soot. Clean lines, giving himself the thickest eyebrows you've ever seen. Alora's going to lean forward. She's going to wipe her finger across Colbean's head so her finger's black, and she's going to walk up to Esther and draw Esther's eyebrow back on. There you go, Esther. She looks at you quite bemused. She's like, what's that for, dearie? Well, you've lost an eyebrow, but I'm really sorry. You've got one ginger one and one black one now, but it's better than nothing, right? Oh, oh dear. Oh, well, I've had worse. And... Esther looks at Colbean, licks her thumb, and then draws on his face a big curly moustache in the soot. <laughs> well, there's nothing like a bit okay. of nothing like a bit of levity, is there, after a night's work? So, Gerhardt and Ruth are still looking at you quite expectantly. What are you doing at this point? Right, who's going to tell them? Well, well, let, should, should we do the good news first? Let's let's get let's let's empty. Let's empty out yeah, all so. and, um, and and make sure they get back. All Ruth, have you stuff. got your inventory there? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Yes, right. I do. Get yourself a pencil. You can start ticking this lot off. And, okay. Uh, Ogvar, do you want to do the honours with? Ooh, oh, yes. Okay, no problem. Here, here we go. And uh, so Ogvar then uh, proceeds to um, along the table of the war room, like shooing people out of the way who are there and sort of started at one end and laying everything out in a nice long line a bit like the conveyor belt on the generation game <laughs> okay so you go along and you start pulling you pull these items out Ruth ticks them off until it gets to the end of the list and Ruth is I mean she's practically brimming with tears um, you know her hands been shaking as she's been ticking off these items and the more you bring out you know the, the more welled up with emotion she gets until she ticks the final one off and she looks around at the gathered Cathars. She goes, Bring out the booze! Their cheer goes up around the room. Definitely. And from under that. the table, several of the Cathars pull out big, kind of, well, I say big, it's kind of small barrels, oaken barrels of obviously alcohol and, and um, other liquids and beverages. And they begin pulling out tankards and everyone starts this big cheer goes up and the whole mood in the in the room brightens ruth break out the cookie jar yes quite quite alia go get the cookies um and off alia runs uh, and you know the whole, the whole room is this fine kind of vibrant buzz this very vibrant atmosphere the cathars are chattering amongst themselves they're patting each other across the back you hear colbyn going boom what? in the corner and, and he's very animatedly explaining to one of the other cathars, he's probably heard this a million times, exactly how he made these explosions. Um, and, and this whole atmosphere is just so lively, and you can tell they are all so happy and relieved to have um, th- their possessions, or the church's possessions, back. You all notice Gerhardt, he wipes a small tear from one of his eyes under one of his bushy brows. Um, and, and Ruth is absolutely beside herself. She grabs you by the face Ogvar and gives you a kiss on each cheek and then proceeds to do the rest to each of you um, she is just overwhelmed As she does that to Kewin Kewin will just take it to one side and say here you go just in case you need to hide from Gerhardt again and and gives her the foxhole because <laughs> he had it it wasn't put in just in case so she's now got it in her hand she's got the, the foxhole in her, in her hand and was it 30 gold, uh, thirty platinum pieces? 40. Yep, it was 30 that was lost. There were 40 in the chest. Ah, okay. okay. I'll give her those as well. The, the 30 platinum. 
she pots the, she puts platinum on the table, she's still got the fox on her hand, and she flings herself at you, Kewin, and she gives you a massive hug. Um, gives you a pat on the cheek and, and, and carries on, uh, moves on, and she, she goes, oh, well, I, I, I suppose I, I, I was mostly a pig in the vague hopes that something might go right, so i better go check on that. And she disappears off downstairs. And you think, yes, she's probably going to go and check on the food. But she's probably also going to go and have a bit a bit of a cry. Because she looks very red-eyed, very weepy. Uh, right, guys. Uh, okay. We need to gather these papers and put them in order and see if we can make some sense of them, don't we? Gerhardt, while we were in, in there, uh, we had a... Not everything went according to plan, but um, th- there was a very obnoxious chest uh, that took on, let's just say, a life of its own. But once we dealt with that once the others dealt with that um, Kieran pulled a box out of the bottom of the chest um, and in the box there were a load of papers now we didn't get time to read them I've only picked up one or two and had the barest look at them Uh, but we need to go through these papers properly because it would appear that at least the ones that I looked at were uh, papers that um, were communicates between Axum and the Skursdags and it does have his seal on it, the Axum House seal. Um, also, I took a rather fancy to a very nice rug there, I was going to bring it back for Ruth, but when I peeled it back, on the floor, carved into the floor, was the insignia of the Skursdag cultists. Gerhardt looks at you with wide eyes. And he takes the letters from you. And he's very solemn. Because yes, well, whippersnapper. This is a heavy, heavy topic. So I suggest that we leave it for tomorrow and have a party. Hey! As as you will. He shoves them back at you. Goes, oh, give them to Ruth. She'll look after them. Uh, right. Well. And I- then proceeds and then proceeds to down in a couple of seconds an entire tankard full. Of, of liquor of some sort. I'll push them back in Kieran's direction because Kieran had them and he would have got got them out. So I'll just push them back in Kieran's direction. Okay, okay I'll pull it back and be back then. <laughs> we'll, uh, okay. I'll, I'll look at you. Know, well, I was, I was going to go and find Ruth, so if you want me to take them to her now, I, I can do. Oh, awesome! Yes! There you go, young man. <laughs> okay, I'll take those off you and uh, I shall get to where they need to go to. As the sticky situation starts to spiral and things get grim, Laura gets grappled and the foray with her foe finds her with flattened facial features. As they say, a poke in the eye often offends and Ogvar eventually terminates the testy trunk. With the sorcerer hurt and then healed, our companions collect the contents of the chest consisting of both coin and clerical contraband. One last careful search of their surroundings reveals the city lord's connection to the Skursdag cultists, and just as their presence is discovered, Laura attempts to wrestle with a rather nice rug for Ruth, and our burgling band opt for Ogval's window opening in an attempt to escape and evade their pursuers. A rapid regroup and an ever-quickening lope across the lawn sees everyone safely back into the fountain and retracing their route back to the bosom of the church. Hey, you made it this far, so lend us your ears for a moment longer if you will. Firstly, we are most humbled that you are enjoying our yarn, and the crew thank you from the bottom of their hearts for your patronage. Producing this podcast is incredibly hard work, and as such, if you would like to support us, there are a few ways in which you could really make a difference. Sharing links to friends and family helps to spread the word so others like you can find us and in turn they too can enjoy the show. Equally helpful is leaving a five-star review on Spotify and any other streaming services, which will help us immensely. Or, if you feel you could go that extra mile and contribute a few coppers to keep our creative juices flowing, you can hop on over to our Buy Me A Coffee page or drop us an email. We would all be immensely grateful for your support in any form. Lastly, we invite you to visit our website, where you will find information on our campaign from backstories to settings. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. All the links are in our episode bios. 
Don't forget to smash the subscribe and download buttons so you never miss the next episode. See you all again next week, folks. Bye.